Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why Midway USA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Here we go, boys. Go. Ooh, I love that sound. This is a good one. All righty then. I just stumbled upon um, something quite interesting. What's that? Um, people may want to pay attention if they are going to go hunt in North Dakota this fall. Uh -huh. Looks like their uh, trespass laws are going to change. What? Uh-huh. Nah, nah. And Hell no. Here, landowners. I'm claiming ignorance. You can forget about having to post signs on your land going forward according to an article in the Bismarck Tribune. Electronic mm -hmm. posting is about to become law. Oh, I've heard about the electronic posting thing. Yeah. They still they still have to post it electronically, though. Yeah, they still have to post it electronically. Um, so it's... They did a uh, one-county... Um, they did a one-county test run of this system. Yep. Go on. I'm just... I'm looking at this article here. It's on the... U.S. 103.3, Bismarck, Madden, Mandan's number one for new country music. Um, I don't know why that came up, but it did. Um, it doesn't really say what it is, though. Like, how? What, where are they posting it? Is it on, like, the Onyx map? Or, like, how do you... How, how are people going to know to check? Or how do they know if it's posted or not electronically? I don't know. And I'm on the North Dakota... Um game and fish website so if you want to look it up it's uh where is it, it just had the bill i just missed it do 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 senate bill 2144 senate bill 2144 let's see what that comes up it comes up as so it also porn again porn yes it also <laughs> says uh that it's still like physical sign still supersedes everything. So if you have a, it doesn't matter even if you like electronically didn't have it posted, but you have a physical posted sign at the field, that obviously means it's still posted. But there's plenty of, it sounds like there's plenty of farmers that don't want the hassle of having to talk to people if they don't care 
if somebody hunts it. So like they were the ones that were kind of actually against changing the law as it stands, but mm-hmm. they don't, they can still not do it. They just don't still don't post it. Just don't post it physically and don't bother going online. So I'm wondering if there's going to be an app or something that you're supposed to have. I don't know how it works. It's kind of a dumb, dumb article. It doesn't just says electronic posting. It doesn't say how. What's yeah, interesting is, is that the uh, guy who wrote this, uh, the article of this article, the article, the author of this article is interesting. It's like, I've been yelled at before for asking permission on non-posted land. It's not posted two. for a reason is what I I've heard, heard that, more yeah. than once. <laughs> yeah, it's not, I, I wouldn't call it yelled at, but it's more just like, hey, you know, I'm fucking busy doing stuff. Yeah. You dick. Like, that's why it's not posted, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but you never know because they'll just be like yeah you know I'll talk. It, that's also happened to me where it's been like oh yeah it's not posted you can go out there I'm like yeah you never know You just what if you had to work out there tomorrow or something it's like oh that's nice of you by the way you should look at this person's land they have a fuckload of birds like oh yeah. really you well, know like you know, and, and then here it says you know what what some landowners are like I have a right to know who's on my property like that's why they want it to be changed and I completely understand that yeah like people pissing and squabbing over feeds and stuff they do also, and then you get the people that bitch about, like, I don't have time to run around and post it. How, like, the the actual, like, what you need to post it is, like, a bucket with your name on it says no hunting, or post it. Put, um, it, put it at the field entrance, you're good. Yeah, no, there's more than that, though, and it might be a pain in the ass for the, I mean, farmers keep getting bigger and bigger, you know, more and more land. It might be kind of just tough to keep it all, um fresh really i know one time we got yelled at for being on po- posted land but it wasn't posted it had a decrepit sign like somewhere and right. it did not meet the legal requirements well which and that's there are. the thing see i don't i don't when I, when I go out there and i do that i'm not if it's if there is any sort of signage the half the sign is ripped off it's faded you can't read the number me personally that's still posted like i don't want to get into a technical battle with... It's not technical. It's black and white. They didn't fucking post it right. I'm hunting it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you can be that douchebag if you want. I'm just saying I'm not. So what I'm saying that is that douchebag that's following the law. For me, <laughs> it's super easy to like just literally throw a jug down there. It says no trespassing, and I, I'll either not hunt it or I'll track down the landowner and ask. So it's really not that big of a deal. There's quite a few states actually that have uh, implied consent laws. People think of it, people kind of just think of North Dakota as that, but there's more out there, actually. There's quite a few more. Really? Uh-huh. I'll have to look into that. But a lot of it is like, I think I think my brain is telling me that because I've seen a bunch of them in the northeastern United States, like woods lands, you know? Why and there's think... a lot of them that have implied consent laws, except agriculture, shit like that. Oh, sure. And, um shit we were down in oklahoma and i was like we we, we uh, had a sailor go onto another piece of property and i go i don't know what the law is right now off the top of my head i'm gonna look it up because some states you can leave your gun and walk over and get it and some states it's that's trespassing so i said before we go get that bird let's look it up and then like 45 minutes later i'm still going through like house bills and technicalities and like um i was like holy shit guys i'm pretty sure oklahoma's because implied consent <laughs> Like, we can hunt anywhere we want. This changes everything. It's not. <laughs> I finally it's not. found it. No, I finally found, like, that little thing, like, unless it's agriculture. Like, ah, fuck. 
A Guide to Trespassing Sign Laws for Every State. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I put in uh, implied consent and all I got was drunk driving stuff. <laughs> so the trespassing is very important to that search. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that wasn't exactly what I was looking for, but it, um, I didn't wasn't really specifically looking for anything. But that article popped up, and I was like, "Wait, what?" I know they've been talking about it for a few years, so um, take note if you are headed to the Dakotas or North Dakota, anyways, that uh, things may just be different. Did you find anything like what it means? Like, what's the proposed? I've got the bill right here. Yeah, and it's it's straight up. Um... It's straight up like the trespassing law for the whole state. Like, I mean, we're talking home invasions and everything. So um, posting of lands by owner to prohibit hunting. How posted signs defaced. One, only the owner or an individual authorized by the owner of land may post the land. To post the land, an individual shall, A, place signs along the public highway or land giving notice the hunting is not permitted on the land. The name of the person must appear on each sign in legible characters. The signs must be readable from outside the land. Outside of the land, the signs must be readable from outside. Oh, so you don't have to walk onto the property to read it. And must be placed conspicuously, not more than 880 yards apart. Not more. Oh, so they have to be closer than 800 yards. Every 800 yards you need a sign. Yeah, that's basically like, that's a, that's a field section, if, if I'm not mistaken. You're probably right. That That's mighty specific. Yeah. As to land entirely closed by a fence, you don't need to do that. Just at the gates. Designate the land as posted or closed to hunting in an online database or electronic application maintained or authorized by the state and available to the public, which identifies whether land is available to hunters. The name of the person posting the land electronically must be visible to users of the online database or electronic application. So there's going to be an app. And that's all underlined. That's all underlined, so that must be new. And like like we were saying, this is not passed or signed yet. So, well, it sounds like it's it it's going to. The article that I uh, read about it said there's little little pushback on it. It's got adopted by the conference committee, committee amendments prepared for legislative council, Senate bill with conference committee amendments. And now it's up for something called enrollments. Yeah, it's like. Um... If your land is already posted with metal signs, keep in mind a posted sign supersedes everything else. You have no need to post your land electronically. That's up to the landowner. You can do it old school way or jump into the new technology. And I think that was something that made this bill appealing to all and why there was virtually no pushback. There'll be some growing pains, but at least it's common ground. The bill's on governor's desk, and he's expected to sign it. Oh, okay. Well, then I guess the if you're going to be going out there to to hunt or to try to get on private land you're gonna make sure you have to make sure you have cell service then i guess make sure you get on the internet because just because the land is not posted now does not mean it's not posted when that bill gets signed that's right who knows that might not happen until december i don't know yeah does it go does it go into effect like immediately you know because and then it's still up to the landowners to 
you know, they're going to have to log into the app and or however they're going to enter their information. You know, what, what's going to end up happening, I think, is most people um, probably aren't going to do it. <laughs> really? I mean, it's going to – I feel like they're just going to do it old school way. There might be a few people where they've had a they've had a hard on for this for ten years. They're they're the ones that are going to do it, and then the vast majority of landowners are probably like pissed on and I'm just going to I've always just dropped off a sign, or there's always a sign there, and I'm just going to keep it that way. Probably. I I wonder how it went on that that one county that they did a test on. I want to say that I looked at the application on my phone, or I looked at it once. I want to say that I did. I was just goofing off. Yeah, I don't. It's 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 probably not that difficult, but um, yeah. Anyways, that's just something people are gonna have to uh, definitely keep in mind this fall. They head out there. There's gonna be quite a few, I think, that are like, "What? Never heard of that." Oh, I'm sure, dude. All like su- people don't even read the laws for their own states. Yeah. You would think that they would. <laughs> like, when, you would think if North Dakota is smart that when you go to purchase a license whether in person or online that you'll get a big alert like trespass laws have changed why would they do that there's no there's no obligation to alert us to laws well i just think it would be a smart thing to do unless they're yeah, hoping to you're talking about the government makes, well, <laughs> and true. if they don't tell us then it's more likely they get money well, let's be honest this is the north dakota government how busy are they really probably are only in session for like 15 hours a year they gotta, like, they gotta like <laughs> deal with Fargo and Grand Forks, and that's pretty much it. You know how many people I've heard say like, "I wish we could flood corn in Minnesota." Yeah, why can't you? Yeah, it's illegal here. And where's that law? There is none. Yeah, but, and I've heard that and, too. And you know what else? Kind of, if you go on the Minnesota Register website, whatever it is, the one that actually prints the laws and their exact wording. There's a lot of shit in there that you wouldn't expect because when we get our pamphlets or when you see the summary of waterfall regulations in Minnesota, that is exactly what it says it is. It's a summary. And there's even a little footnote in it that says that it's not liable to have all the laws correct. Um, Like in Minnesota, a lot of people don't know that gifting requires additional tag information than what federal does because federal is just address date species signature don't even need a name right so a lot of guys might just tag a bird like to federal laws because it doesn't say a damn word about it in the uh summary like pamphlet they hand out but you actually need quite a bit more information than that to legally tag gifted animals in minnesota Hmm. you would think that like in the summary they might put that in there like maybe under that section they have called tagging requirements Right. They don't. They don't. They don't. It's they weird. Don't. So what is it? So it's different, but they don't tell you how it's different. Is that what is that what you're telling me? Yeah, because we have to follow all federal laws. And right. Tagging is a federal law, so you need to. Correct. Whenever anybody in the country gifts a waterfall or I mean a game, I guess migratory game bird, you got to do those four things. And states are allowed to make any law more restrictive than the feds have it, and we don't have that for um, flooded corn, and people think we do. And we do have that for um, tagging requirements, and people think we don't. Hmm. And it's like, tell us. Yeah, I'm <laughs> trying to find it right now. The it's hard to find, dude. Fields in Minnesota. 
if you can flood them for hunting purposes. No, oh yeah, no, that you won't find that because it doesn't exist. Yeah. There's just there's no law like um there's just no law on it. I think there well I wonder if there's something like cuz you can't you'd have to have your own probably have to have your own uh like water source. I know I know you can't like if you're going to make your own pond or something you can't pump water from a lake or a river. Like you probably okay. have to make a, your own sand point or something or have your own irrigation already. That would have to fall under some sort of like agricultural law, huh? That or it's or um soil and water conservation something or other maybe. It must be. Yeah, transfer of wild animals by gift in the state of Minnesota. Name and address. So that right there, bang, name. That's already more restrictive than federal. Um, name and address of recipients, date of transfer, description, including number of species, and the license number. So that's much more restrictive. And a description of how the animal was acquired. License number under which the animal was taken, or if acquired by the donor other than by taking, a description of how the animal was acquired. Retention of gift, gift receipts, then the recipient has to hold the receipt. Just in case the DNR is doing random sweeps of freezers. Hmm. I know we got more restrictive um, mailing requirements, too, for our... Um, our waterfowl because the post office has been like a the post office has been a poacher's like get out of jail free card for a long time because you can just gift your waterfowl and you can do that via the mail how how do you do it via the mail you just gift them and then you uh there's a there's a whole section in the federal laws about you have to write the species and the quantity on the outside of the box and um yeah, all the tagging requirements are in place in that too. And then, I mean, when you're if you're taking a month long hunting trip somewhere, and it's been three days, and you got this um, possession limit sitting right here, well, let's uh, head on down to the post office, hmm. ship out these eighteen ducks, and go hunting tomorrow. <laughs> and Minnesota has like you got to get like a. I don't have the law in front of me right now, but it says like you got to have uh, the DNR sign off on it. Uh oh. I think he accidentally hung up on me. That sounded like uh, he bumped something. What'd you do? I hung up on you. This <laughs> <laughs> rude. I don't know what these buttons do. Um, yeah, you got to have the DNR sign it off. I think you can only do it twice per year. But uh, if you go into, it's the Office of the Re Reviser of Statutes, the state of Minnesota. And then they've got, like, the Natural Resources Department, Chapter 6230 is uh, um, Wildlife Management. And there's all sorts of crazy laws. But it's kind of fun to look through. That's how I learned you could you could drink when you hunt. Well, like the summary just says you can't be under the influence of alcohol or can't be intoxicated. I'm like, all right, well, can I drink a beer? Yeah. Yes. Yes, you can. Yeah, as long as you're not. <laughs> and uh, there's some kind of crazy laws in here too about um, game farms. We got some cool game farm laws. Oh. 
yeah, we're we're one of the only states in the nation that has legal um, mallard game farms. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's uh, you you can, everybody's familiar with like the pheasant, but there's like a half a dozen mallard game farms around here. Yeah, you, uh, turkeys too. That found I didn't realize you could, but what's that? You can game farm hunt turkeys. Can you really? Yeah. They do, they, they I, I haven't found north. this law. I haven't found this law yet, but I heard you couldn't guide for turkeys. Yeah, I've heard that too. I'm pretty sure you can't. I don't know why. And I, I and I looked into the turkey hunting uh, laws, and I never saw it, and I don't care that much. Right. Yeah, I'm not going to get into it on this one, but I've I've heard the same thing, and I will just I, I'm assuming it's correct because you don't see people advertising it. Right. You never seen anybody say. Yeah, Bob's, you know, uh, Gobbler Bob's turkey hunt outfitters, turkey outfitters. You know, you don't, there's nothing like that. So that makes me believe that it's true, that you can't. Otherwise, there would be businesses out there, and there's just not. Now, you can rent your land, and you can, you know, have people in a lodge, but you can't physically guide them, which I think is kind of dumb. That's weird. Wouldn't you rather have a somebody who's an expert or well-trained somebody going out into the woods with somebody who may not be as well-trained because you don't have to pass any sort of proficiency test to get a turkey tag like hey it's 10 o'clock at night why don't you walk out there in the morning and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now exactly. that you got here this place you've never been before exactly um, authorized species species that may be released and hunted in a licensed shooting preserve must be specified in the license and are limited to unprotected birds adult pheasant bobwhite quail for private shooting preserve and adult pheasant, bobwhite quail, turkey, mallards, black ducks, and other species designated by the commissioner for commercial shooting preserves. These game birds must be pen hatched and raised. One thing I always thought would be a fucking excellent idea is just start a game farm, but don't tell people they're at a game farm. Like just be like it's Nick Johnson's Outfitters, like. For some reason, we just shoot the fattest greenheads, full limits. <laughs> they every, don't like to fly. <laughs> every day out of this one pond. It's so cool. Like $1,500 yeah. for a three-day package. You won't even need your <laughs> duck call. Just bang on this five-gallon bucket. <laughs> it should come I, flooding in. Why not, dude? People are like, you sure that's a game farm? Like, no, that's not true. Nick's just a good duck caller. Yes. <laughs> yeah, why do these mountains reading... smell like chickens? I'm reading, uh, believe it or not, a forum <laughs> post uh, thread about flooding fields in Minnesota. Yeah, that sounds like you can. It's just a pain in the ass. I mean, they're, they're going into pretty good detail, like things you need to look at. You know, first of all, you need a depression. You probably want to make sure the field isn't drain tiled or all of your efforts are going to be for naught. Uh, then you have to get a way of getting the water there. So you're going to need like a sand point close by. There probably isn't one. Um, from what I read here real quickly, so the, the best your best bet is um, fields that already have drainage ditches and then you just you just plug them up and hope it rains in October. Cool. Uh, so I mean I mean unless you're uh, Tony Bandemar and got a shit ton of money and already have the infrastructure for flooding fields, like it's really not viable. So what did you say like we can't pump it out of the ground and then just push no, it think, into a field? I think you can, but you would already okay. have to have 
something is, of some kind. Yeah, you need a well. I mean, wells aren't cheap, right? No, they're not. Personally, I live in Fridley. I've never bought one, so I mean, I've. And I then can even if you did like, I, I've seen a, I've seen some YouTube videos where you can do like a redneck sandpoint, which sandpoint just me is a shallow well, like not potable. You don't want to drink it. I had no idea what you even meant. Actually, I'm glad you explained that. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like you just go down. You just you're just getting into the water table. It's it's not like the actual deep stuff down in the aquifers. It's just groundwater, you know, cool. surface groundwater cool. basically. So seemed pretty easy to actually get one in there, but then you need a pump and then you need a power source. So you're gonna have to run a jenny. You're gonna have to fill that generator up with gas a lot. I mean, it's not like you're gonna be able to flood this field you want to hunt with a hundred gallons. Like you're gonna need thousands tens of thousands of gallons to make any sort of flooded field enough, you know, flooded enough that it's going to matter to a bird. And I imagine a lot of our irrigated farmland is in soil that's already pretty sandy. Yeah, and again, like more and more farms are putting in drain tile too. So it's like, well, what what good's that going to do? You're going to flood it and it's literally going to drain right out. But one thing that I'm already thinking in my brain is, you don't need like a lot of flooded fields to have a flooded field, you know? It could be a whole section of field, but if we could just make one little piss spot right there, that's basically all you need. And I that's think, where you, you know, put your blind. I know a lot of people are like, oh, look, you know, flood a cornfield or, you know, whatever, but um, I guess mill would make sense, but how much is a hay field? What I know about ducks, they, they love like weed seed and all the bugs and stuff that are going to be floating around if you just flood a regular hay field. Or mm-hmm. a CRP field, dude. That would bring. You think that would attract ducks like crazy? You think so, dude? Oh, I mean, you would. I know so. You've seen ducks out in flooded CRP before, yeah. you know? Yeah, dude. That, I found be, something pretty cool yesterday. Um, and those wouldn't a, be drain tiled. No, obviously not. I you would just. Much. You still, but you still need a water source. <laughs> I found a list on. From the USGS, they put out all of their migratory bird science in a summary. I've never found this before, but uh, there's some uh, pretty crazy studies going on right now. You want to hear some? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Evaluating avian use of cover crop fields in the corn belts. There's a whole bunch of cool shit. Like, um, not just about waterfall either they've got like golden eagle studies going on and uh gps transmitters on geese got some summaries they got links to everything too i was i stayed up to like midnight last night just scrolling through this shit my buddies were uh bow fishing last weekend and they saw a uh a drake ringer with the backpack oh really yeah that's cool migration patterns habitat use and food habits of long-tailed ducks wintering in lake michigan that'd be cool Ecology of postbreeding mallards in North and South Dakota. That must be that backpack one uh, that's going on out there, like postbreeding mallard. Yeah. Uh, A4. I want to look at that one. Um, there's probably going to be ten of these I want to look at. Um, sandhill crane stuff. Spring and fall stopover food resources for Rocky Mountain population sandhills in San Luis Valley, Colorado. Body condition of overwintering mallards in Arkansas. There's just dude. There's hundreds of these. Huh. You should find and send me the the that study that we talked about um, a couple weeks ago about the wood ducks. Wood ducks. Where they, what are you like, talking about? They're coming. They come to Minnesota. Yeah, that's on the Louisiana DNR website, and I believe Alabama has a similar thing going on in theirs. Um, 
it would be well, I'll just go to the Louisiana website real quick and check it out. That was interesting. I never I had never heard of that. The malt migration of wood ducks? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I didn't until like a couple of years ago. Um oh, those wood duck bands. And I got an email like recently from Alabama where they're talking about the same thing. Huh. Yeah, it, it's got a sweet little map here. Uh I just punched in Louisiana Wildlife and Fisheries Wood Duck Banding. It popped right up. And bang. Well, five finger swipes down the page, you see the maps, and it's direct recoveries of wood ducks banded in Louisiana, 1980 to 2017, and they're all kind of centered around Louisiana. So direct recoveries means um, banded that year, shot that year, I think. And then they got the indirect recoveries of wood ducks banded in Louisiana, and then it's just like all over Louisiana again, and they got these separated colored color separated by the sets and then you have per- blue dots and purple dots the purple dots all stay in louisiana and then the blue dots are in louisiana central minnesota and then freckle faced across the entire south and freckled across um, wisconsin and michigan as well but yeah it's basically there's two habitats for louisiana wood ducks and that's louisiana and minnesota and only drakes there is uh a couple of purple dots up here in Minnesota. Very few. Huh. I'm going to send you the page right now, and then you Yay. can see it. They sent it. Got it. Phone just buzzed. Bzz, bzz. Sweet. Scroll down. Check that out, dude. It's cool. Well, I know we get it. I mean, I... I guess I just never really looked into it. I know we have a shit ton of, of wood ducks in this state, in Minnesota in the fall. I just assume we're making them here. And the molt migration thing is kind of cool. Yeah. wonder how many other species do that. Because it's like... I don't know. Hardly I hardly ever that, shoot I know drake that, pintails in this state, but you'll shoot I know hens that, in the um, fall. I know drakes from duck species they will do a lot of weird migratory stuff because they don't need to be any part of the brood raising right they don't have any brood raising role they do their deal and they're like i'm out yeah so when you look at geese uh a goose that's nesting in minneapolis if that nest fails those geese go to hudson bay they they do the molt migration and I think the reason has to be because the, they're choosing this landscape not for their nutritional needs. They're choosing it for their kids. Right. So the hen's going to be doing the same thing within ducks. Like she's choosing an area to nest, not because it's great for her, because it's great for her kids. They got good school districts or something, you know? <laughs> sure. <laughs> so good safety. So the drakes are like good nutrition. I'm not going to sit in this hell hole and eat whatever, eat baby food all fucking summer. Peace. Yeah. So I'm going to go molt and i guess like some hens i didn't know this but a lot of hens i don't know a lot i don't know the numbers but they don't they don't molt until after they get to the wintering grounds like they'll raise their brood and then migrate and then molt in the south really and i guess it kind i had no of idea sense. i had no idea huh. i guess it happens to some of them or i guess some of them do it and i couldn't tell you species and i couldn't tell you frequency 
Well, that I've was heard a, that an on amazing, several amazing tidbit. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that in a couple places. With no now. substantiality whatsoever. Sweet. I heard it. it. It's real in my brain. I read it on the internet. It's got to be true. <laughs> um, one thing I did come across recently was uh, actual data of night feeding by ducks. That, I was going to email the dude and ask him if he could share more with me because it's that's so fucking that is so fucking word of mouth. Oh, ducks feed at night. They feed at night. Nah, they feed at night. Anybody been out there at night? Like, no. All right, shut your fucking mouth. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, they're jumping out of the cornfields when we walk in. Like, yeah, well, cornfields have this thing over the top of them called cover. Maybe they sleep out there, too, you know? Like, yeah. I don't, yeah, I'm sure they eat there, too, but I don't know. Maybe the refuge has, like, awesome moist soil management. You don't know until you know. So then this guy had GPS cell phone tracker data that updated every two minutes. So Ooh. you could, yeah, so you could watch a it was an, on a northern pintail in his presentation. I was going to email the dude and be like, yo, I've been curious about that for quite a while. Huh. Now you're going to have to edit. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go. I know, Wait, man. I got to look at I was doing so clicker. good. Right. Doing so I'm going to have to edit that one. God. I know you are. Edit, edit it to now. can't believe you did that to me. I'm sorry. If you're just jumping in now, I said something very racist. <laughs> and if you're not just jumping in now, then Dale aired something of me saying something very racist. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Have to, have to leave that in there. But I'm not gonna. Nah, you probably shouldn't. No, I don't I won't. That's cool. So what, how Dude, soon do you think we're going to start seeing little yellow fuzzballs out there? I saw one today. Did you really? I was just thinking yeah, today driving around. I was like, I feel like I should be seeing some by now. I, I saw a little baby mallard, and it was oh, walking really? by itself, walking by itself through the parking lot of my work, stumbling around, looking all cute as shit. And I just walked over to the copy machine. I was making a copy of something. I look out the window. I was like, is that a baby mallard? It was so far away, I kind of thought it might just be a bird, you know, but it was just stumbling weird. Right, I mean, it is a bird. Yeah, you're right, it is. So I ran out, <laughs> I walked out there to it, and I walked up to like five feet away from it, and I gave it a little whistle, and it gave me a little whistle back, and I'm like, are we about to be family? <laughs> well, he's probably lost, or maybe his mom got jacked or something, who knows. I know, and then I, uh, I was like, I'm going to run in real quick, you know, look for something to put it in. Look up uh, if it's legal to take wildlife home with me or not. Uh, probably isn't. Probably not. And uh, then I looked back out there and it was gone. I was like, man, cat swooped in quick. Or a hawk or something. Yeah. Huh. Mark was hiding under a car. I didn't, I didn't investigate further. But yeah, I saw my first little duckling today. I was kind of expecting to see goslings first. Usually you do. I've heard some in Mankato and I checked... Checked my sources for any evidence of some in Minnesota, and there was not any yet. Have you heard of any? Like, I have no. Out? I was just uh, the ra random thought occurred to me today when I was driving around, and I, you know, saw a pair of honkers kind of sitting on the edge of this pond. Like, okay, you're not nesting, so is there you got any fuzzballs with you? And I didn't see any, so I was like, huh. Kind of half expected to see some running around by now, but maybe not. I guess it is technically still April. Yeah, technically. No, it 
definitely technically is. Here's some fuzzballs right here. Here we go. Although when this airs, it won't be April. We'll be in May when this one airs. Oh, yeah, you're right. So today's what? April 27th. This is a photo from Quarry Hill Nature Center, Olmstead County. There is seven fuzzballs there. No bands on the parents. Here we go. Richfield Lake in Hennepin. There's five fuzzballs. Well, let's hope we don't get a May snowstorm for a multitude of reasons. Yeah, Mostly no shit. Because I just don't want one. Yeah, me neither. Dude, I, it's been so cold this spring. It got warm and then chilled off, but man, I got to mow my lawn this weekend. Some I bull- do too. That, some bullshit. That week of uh, rain we got just turned the whole landscape into some neon green grass. Yeah, and it got pretty nice today before clouds moved in, and it's supposed to be nice this weekend, so... Yeah, I heard like 85. Yeah, that's a little extreme. Can, can we just uh, not, Why does a pendulum have to swing so much? It was snowing a couple of days ago at my house. I'm a tropical gringo. It's <sighs> whatever. There's a, uh, I found a picture of a ghost goose up... Uh, I was kind of up close by the Canadian border. The hell's a it ghost a couple, goose? Like one of the white body ones with the black heads. Oh. And, uh, I know I'm going to look it up right now. <laughs> I've never, I guess I I've just never call, even heard that term. I guess that's maybe just what I call them, but like people, I don't know. Maybe people probably call them albinos if I had to guess. Top top search results. Top Gun Two needs <laughs> Ghost Goose, says Anthony Edwards. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not finding anything about a Ghost Goose. So you're just talking it's probably about just my own lipstick. Yeah, it's probably my own. Or uh, what are the snow mallards uh, they call them? We should talk more about these dope studies going on, too. I don't know what kind of studies going on. Have you ever heard of joint ventures before? Um, is that like going on vacations high? No, no. That's not a, it's not a hunting trip with Nick J. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> there's uh, 24 joint ventures that are migratory bird initiatives, and I think they are part of the partners in flight program with the fish and wildlife service but they all have cool websites and like they cover geographical regions so it wouldn't be like the minnesota joint venture for migratory birds um like we have two of them that go through minnesota we've got the prairie pothole joint venture and um this other one i can't remember but there's a they cover all of North America, like Pacific Habitat, Pacific Bird Habitat Joint Venture, Playa Lake Joint Venture, Prairie Puddle Joint Venture, Rainwater Basin, Rio Grande, San Francisco Bay, Sonoran. They all just got tons of cool bird shit on all their websites. Counts, science. She blinded me with science. Appalachian Mountains Joint Venture. This is what I'm saying. I, I figure it was just a way for a bunch of bird nerds to um, scam the government <laughs> out of money and hire people to make them well, like websites, but it's cool. Probably is. But it's okay if something good comes out of it, some bird nerdery. Yeah, a bunch of people go to college for bird stuff and they get out like, there's no jobs. We'll make jobs. <laughs> <laughs> well, watch this. Huh. That's where I started finding a lot of this nerd stuff I know about. 
nerd stuff. You need to make a directory. You should you should start like a, a website or something. Like what do you mean? I don't know, like a, a centralized website like for bird nerds. Make birdnerd.com. And then people could just go there and then you have links to all this stuff and these studies and people can go down their own rabbit holes. It's like a choose your own adventure book. That wouldn't be nice, dude. People don't wanna people don't wanna live my life. <laughs> <laughs> Man, they might want to dip their toes in it. Yeah, that's true. Um, one thing I've really been nerding out on hard lately is satellite data, and not trackers either. Satellite imagery data and long-term databases for it and the capabilities of those satellites. Like, There is a fucking shitload of geographical information that's been being stored and is for free available from the government that goes back to like some of it goes back to like the seventies, but most of it's like 1984. Hmm. And there's like, there's ways you can take the information out of it and then digitize it to like, tell you where water is, you know, like, so you can get a, like a pretty accurate map of all like the shallow surface water on the planet. And it updates every 16 days. Like, that's that pretty be crazy. Some, that could be some good. That could be some, that could be some shit right there. That could yeah. be some shit. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. You don't have to flood your own fields. Just figure out where they're flooding on their own and go there. Exactly. Like, are you, man? Look at this spot in Arizona that's flooded like crazy. Dude, like, I would like there. to do an Arizona duck hunt. Yeah, I would too, man. I've just, I've actually been going a little bit uh, on my Google Earth nerding. Just clicking on those random street views that are just a little blip in a canyon and looking at like uh, those 360 photos people take. You could combine that with the duck hunt, like go see the Grand Canyon. Yeah, that'd be dope. It would be awesome. That'd be super cool, dude. I just think there would be something really, I don't know, brain cool to be like while you're there going, dude, we are duck hunting in a desert. (laughs) <laughs> like we're duck hunting in Arizona. This is so cool. I would say it's pretty much it's pretty more than likely I will be goose hunting in Arizona this year. Really? Mm-hmm. For honkers. For honkers. Big old honkers. Big giant honkers. The big daddies? Yeah, dude. There's a um there's a national wildlife refuge in Arizona and it uh it's got pits that you can uh get in the lottery for, do a lottery drawing. Really? And uh yeah. And get out there and hunt on this national wildlife refuge. And me and Joe have been talking about doing it for a couple of years. It looks just fucking cool. It's 85 degrees there every day. Um, <laughs> there's like 5,000 geese. There's like four or 5,000 geese in that refuge, which is quite a few. But in the mid-90s, they had counts like that went to like 23,000 giant honkers in wow. that refuge. Like, that's a lot. That's kind of crazy. I can't imagine. I mean, is there local pressure? I mean, is it hard to get? There's very little air- agriculture. Um, and I don't know. I don't no, know I just mean on that it... refuge, like that system is like, what's the waiting list like? You know, how, what are your chances of actually drawing a pit or drawing a blind or whatever? I think we just, I just put in for, oh, I'm fucking, why am I speculating? Because <laughs> it's what we do <laughs> here. We only give enough actual information. All right, here it is. And most of my information is 
wrong for sure. <laughs> <laughs> when would this hunt be taking place? Is this like a January hunt? Probably like November, December. Okay. Mm, okay. <clears throat> Hunting. Arizona goose hunt. I bet you it popped right up where I'm talking about. Refuge hunt leaflet. Any any place that has lottery hunts grabs my attention. I've been looking at a, a refuge in Arizona that does a lottery hunt. Or, I'm sorry, New Mexico as well. Like anywhere that says, please submit your form by July 31. I'm like, well, what's that about? Why would that be that way? Hmm. A lot of like just cool shit to find out where it might be good. Just read a state's regulation handbook or the summary page or whatever, and they'll be like, you go through all the regular ass season dates and all all that crap, and then it'll start going like WMA specific regulations. New, new and hunting then, opportunities at the blah 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 refuge. Exactly, and like, oh, oh, what's this? Why do these people get a special carve out for this little area? And then you're like, <laughs> oh, because it kicks ass, huh? All right. <laughs> well, now I know. Um, let's see here, activity. Mm, waterfowl Arizona mid-October to late January methods of take I don't know how you get in on this January you gotta have a signed uh, hunt brochure a signed hunt brochure like so you gotta stop at the record. You, so you you have to you have to pick up this br uh, brochure. <laughs> you have to pick up this brochure at the refuge and sign it, and it's kind of a de facto another hunting license. Oh, gotcha. And I don't see. I'm just not really taking the time to read through everything right now. Oh, and uh, only for hunters drawn for a blind on that day. Okay, well, how do I get drawn for a blind? Is that? Yeah. Show up and put in, or you gotta apply ahead of time. Need details. So many of these things too. So many, so many of these things are like call for more information, right? Like, yeah. and people don't call. So I'm gonna call. That would be pretty dope, but that's in the that's like in the January's out. I can't do it. Why? Let's go I got, early. I got ice fishing to do. Oh, Yeah, I don't know how to get I don't know how to get drawn, but I'll I'll find out how to get drawn. Uh, well, a little phone call, I bet you figure it out. Yeah, I've seen some videos of people hunting there. It looks cool. You got the big canyons in the background. Yeah, it would be that would be that would be surreal in and of itself. It's like just the you're so used to like up here, like the upper Midwest Minnesota topography backdrop, you know, as you're hunting geese, and then down there you got these gorges and desert landscapes. Honestly. And, the that's like my favorite thing about waterfall hunting is how many and like the endless amount of set and settings we could find ourselves in doing it. Well, it'd still be badass if a guy could somehow pull off to do, you know, a goose hunting all, well, you can't do 50 States cause there's nothing going on in Hawaii, but you could do 49. Yeah. Me and Joe talked about that too. Like I could totally pull that off with Joe. Like, 
a dude that's a, that crazy and then me that could research that hard. Yeah, I would <laughs> for sure actually, do it. We would just need a plan. And we would need a sponsor, Onyx yeah, Maps, sponsor, Base Maps, sponsors, Huntwise. Yeah, Boss, yeah, like, Onyx. If, <laughs> uh, who else? We need a decoy Dude, company. It would make an awesome web sh- like web show, like or, oh uh, yeah, YouTube show, YouTube like, series for sure. Yep, just driving around in the Onyx Maps van and just like coming up with a game plan to hit every state. I totally would yeah. start just knock uh, August North Dakota off. I'll delay immediately. Then you better just get your ass to Alaska right away. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of, like a lot of travel quickly. You know, because you you're gonna have to like. You could stagger your way through the western and southern states, but like you would have to make quick moves on that northeastern yeah. part of the country. Yeah. Like, and it probably wouldn't be that tough either because you could just go like Maine, Vermont, New Hampshire, uh, and just boom, 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 like drive yep. to a state each day. Throw a duck boat in there. I mean, and you're gonna be hunting, right? Hmm. One day, it'd be sweet. We just we need, we need a game plan. You know, it's like uh, we should just sit down. We should sit down and pencil something. Get a get a game plan. Get a season structure. Get a hundred thousand dollars. And well, I mean, it would what 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 it would take if you're gonna actually get sponsors for this because they're gonna need to know how much is you're gonna have to do the homework and figure out. Okay, what are our travel expenses going to be? What is this? What is that? What are licenses? You know, we figure out what the total amount is, and then go about making some sales calls and trying to trying to do it. I mean, it would get, <laughs> dude, it would get so much attention. I mean, it would really be good for advertisers because that's something I've heard people talk about pretty much every year in the blind. You know what I mean? For the last twenty years, like, oh, wouldn't it be cool to do this? It would huge pain in the ass to set it up but yeah it would <laughs> and not even just the expense of doing the trip it's like your bills still need to be paid at home so like all that kind of stuff's got to go into it all right well i'm gonna get making a budget here um should we uh should we wrap this one <laughs> yeah start making a list let's uh let's make, we'll, we'll shoot for 2022 let's make it happen how many how much do you think 250 jacks pizzas cost <laughs> oh it depends can we get a discount can we get a sponsorship from jack's pizza <laughs> that's that's a good point <laughs> jack links jerky keeping us uh fueled while we're out there come on let's go all right well let's thank our sponsor boss ammunition once again thank you boss they're the boss For, they're the boss you're a cheap fucker if you don't shoot it that doesn't care about ducks and geese and their crippling rates. You're just an evil bastard. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, you are. Yeah, well, whatever. All right, dude. I'm just kidding. All right, man. Have a good day. Later, man. See you. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, a mule there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery. Waypoint TV.